0: Welcome back to the Live and Ever Now podcast. My name is Will. <laughs> and my name is Jake. Good morning, Will. <laughs> Good morning, Jake. What are we talking about today? Today, I want to talk about the difference between being busy and being productive. Okay. And I want to talk about this because I am terrible at it. Have you just... I, I feel like you're not as... Ter- I feel like you're... No, saying no, 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 this no, no, a little
1: no, no. hard. Like you you are productive a lot of the time, but you I'm also not though. But like recently
0: are you just experiencing,
1: experiencing this more?
0: No. The, I spend a significant portion of my time thinking and reading and writing about productivity and efficiency. And <laughs> yet I like actually don't put out anything. I've never been productive. I've always been busy. I've always been good at managing my busyness. Okay. But I haven't actually turned that work into something in the real world. And you're you're defining productive as shipping? Yeah, something okay. that, it, that actually matters. Like okay. I have not generated any interesting ideas and put them out in the world and have them actually do anything. Or I have not, like I have like 15 unfinished code projects.
1: Okay, um, fair enough. So
0: I, I basically made a list of principles that will help me become less busy and more productive okay and I'm gonna share those principles and hope that they um, motivate me to be more <laughs> okay. more productive and maybe okay. other people as well. okay but like I think
1: uh, actually I don't even get into that but I would love to
0: I would love to learn more. okay yeah sounds like a plan yeah so the first principle I have written down is to not get stuck in unimportant details and to focus on actual outcomes so that you're optimizing for releasing a project or finishing the project even instead of trying to perfect the nitty-gritty. So the example I can give from my personal example is I've spent more time in the last year writing CSS for my blog than writing blog posts. Okay, fair enough. Have you...
1: There's a principle in creativity that is harped on pretty early on when you're getting into it. Okay. That perfectionism is the death of like good. And like good becomes great because you can iterate. Mm-hmm. But perfectionism is basically like, um, or, or have you ever heard of um, uh, paralysis by analysis? Yeah. It's sort of just, you know, focusing on these other details that don't really matter. They, yeah. the, what matters is sharing your work, getting it out. Yeah. You know? Like
0: if a, If you're writing a blog, the only thing that actually matters is the content of the blog, the writing itself, the styling literally does not matter. Like, I mean, as long
1: as it's readable, it needs to be readable. Yeah.
0: Well, HTML is readable by default. Yeah. You're right. You don't need any CSS. (laughs) It'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would be legible for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I was actually reading this design, um, paper recently that said, um, because the web is readable by default, any website that's not readable people made it that way like their design decisions made it less readable that's so the only way to make things less readable on the web or less um productive in my case Uh is to put effort into it so my effort is actually counterproductive in terms (laughs) of what i'm actually trying to accomplish that's
1: that's fair enough what what you get at with that perfection conversation is that it's just you'll never put anything out so you have if you if you subscribe to being a perfectionist, what you need to focus on is just putting it out and and being like proud of the work versus being it being perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever be perfect. I like we could play that game with music production all day. Like I could I could change a snare sample fifty times before I'm happy with it. But I don't know if that's valuable for me mm-hmm. because the song like. of people are not going to be like that snare sound is just so off yeah (laughs)
0: you know and and honestly like for me it's not even that um it's not even on that level like okay my if I was a musician I would not even be sitting out down at the computer like making snare sounds I would be like working on the branding for my musicianship okay or i would like at least you're you're working on the song you're working on the thing that you're going to put out right you're you're perfecting something you're not just doing you know random tasks like learning a new instrument that you're not interested in or something okay you're actually making something
1: i got you or just like you know rewriting the bio on your artist site exactly okay i see
0: or or like you know reading a book about how to self-publish your your records or whatever. Like, right. It, it's not that that work is unimportant because like putting CSS on your website is still important. Truly. But it's so much less important than actually writing the articles. Right. And like that that uh,
1: that's a concept kind of in product like MVP MVP MVP. It's mm-hmm. just because you can always, especially on the web, you can always iterate. You can you can always kind of change it. And and let it evolve. But I don't want to. I don't mean to derail. What what else do you have to get into?
0: We got we got lots more. Um, Cool. My next principle is to not multitask ever, and always do one thing at a time. And when you're doing that one thing at a time, optimize for finishing that task, and try to leave very few tasks unfinished. And if you are leaving tasks unfinished, that means your tasks are too big, and you need to break them down into smaller tasks that you can. Leave, you know, finished. I love that. You can just finish them in one sitting. I
1: love that a lot. I think multitasking has been, or, or the multitasking or the lack thereof, me focusing on one task at a time has been one of the biggest productivity hacks mm-hmm. I've ever used. Definitely. That's, that's why I like that one screen I was telling you versus like having one monitor and closing my MacBook versus having two screens open. It allows me to focus on one window at a time. Mm-hmm. And I and I actually go like in the Mac OS you can make separate screens. Like you can slide horizontally to like a different environment. Okay. And I set up nine screens because I usually will have to open something to that avail for my workflow of app applications. So Google Chrome, Airtable, Todoist, Mail, um, Slack. All those illustrator, finder, all those are on different, notion, all those are on different windows so that every environment is a different focus. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 love it. It helps me, it helps me really get a lot done and I don't task switch like almost ever. Yeah. That's, that shit's helpful as fuck.
0: I, I 100% agree. And I think you can take this principle of monotasking very literally and very micro in mm-hmm. like your example, the computer literally just doing one thing at a time, one task at a time, uh-huh. not being distracted by your phone and all that. But you can also take it super macro and just have a phase in your life where you're only focused on music or you're only focused on writing your blog. And I think we we touched on this um, in, in some of our personal conversations, but just having, I guess, a more coherent vision for what you're doing at every single different, um, length of time. So know what you're doing for the next 10 minutes and then know what your goals are for today. Then know what your goals are for the week Then know what your goals are for the next 13 weeks. And then for the year and like, just have, have more of a, a like, what is the one thing I'm working on right now? And how does that fit into the one thing I'm working on generally?
1: I love that. Um, I think that we both read ultra learning and we both learned through ultra learning that by dedicating yourself to something super vigorously, you can learn anything or do anything as long as there's focus there and and uh, the work. So I think you identified something that was really important, which was, um, you know, you can take it from a macro perspective too. Like, I'm going to focus on learning Chinese for three months and then I'm going to know Chinese. You, you, you know, you can kind of surprise yourself with what you can do by focusing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, for learning, I think that's especially true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you... Only like right now, I'm like taking college classes online, uh-huh. and I'm trying to like read and do all this, you know, stuff in my free time. Right, and it, it's hard to to split time between learning different things at once. And it's so much easier to learn if you just do what ultra learning says and just dive all the way and immerse yourself completely in the world of that learning.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess I I could probably use that approach in my sort of passive learning of life as I like do para and and have different buckets i'm trying to fill of knowledge mm-hmm. i think i could probably dive into wellness for example explicitly yeah, for like, like a like month
0: really really get into the science and right read all everything you can consume as much as you can on one topic instead of flipping back and forth between topics
1: yeah i think it, i think it'll be really interesting i probably learn a, I'm, I'm gonna try and adopt that that's cool
0: okay um, yeah and planning those out in advance are are is uh cool too like planning out what you're gonna be learning next yeah that's cool you have almost like a lesson plan for life yeah Ooh. Let's, Let's life. brand that and sell it. No, I'm just for life is the name of our next book. Um, oh, oh, it's not our first book. We just haven't published the other oh, ones. So we, we didn't finish them. Yeah, say, like, no, we, we wrote them, but they, they never got finished. You know, we're working on the branding. Yeah. The the, the type was was all wrong. Right, monospace fonts only, of course. All right, next one. My next principle is to say no to more things and especially things that don't fall in line with the monotasking you're trying to do or the vision for what your productivity is. Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes back to your last episode about knowing your why. And when you have a more coherent vision of what you're trying to do, it makes sense to say no more often because it's more clear which things help you and which things are wasting your time.
1: Right. And I, I oh, wow, that's, that's really good. And I appreciate you touching on the last episode in that way, because I think that that's how I use it too. But also in a, in a way that's super unpurposeful or, or super unpurpose driven in work, I think it's really easy, especially when you get into a new environment, you're like just hired at this place where, you know, I guess in agile environments, you can kind of pick and choose what you're working on. And more or less, like you say yes and no to a lot of different things. I think something that was one of the biggest learning curves of when I first got into design and first started doing a job in design was I was saying yes to everything. And I realized that you can't to, to, to do any of it. So saying yes to everything really means you're not getting anything done. Um, hmm. So saying no more meant I was started to get done. And that's a confidence thing. Like when you're first in the workforce, you, don't, you know, you have a lot of, um, Uh, imposter syndrome and you're not really sure like where you fit in and are my skills good enough? Like, am I good enough? And you or me saying no was the most empowering part of that process. Mm -hmm. So I was able to then focus and then really show my skills because I had that focus. I had no, and people respect you more than they when you say no.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, I think all these principles I'm talking about could probably be their own episode like we could go super in-depth into saying no more often or not getting stuck in the details they're really good topics
1: i like your rules so far
0: thanks yeah um the, the the next one is refine as you go or embrace iteration um we touched on this a little bit with the first principle of the mvp okay um it doesn't have to be perfect right away as long as you have the ability to refine it as you go
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, that's really applicable in a thing like code. Really, really not applicable in a thing like music. Like you put that out, it's Mm -hmm. there forever. So you kind of have to put, you kind of have to put your best foot forward, but also you could, you could not think about it like that. There's a, you know, you're, you you can put out a million songs. You don't, you don't have to put your all into 10 forever, you know? So so like you could, you could iteratively put out a better song each time, I guess, but it's unlike code and that code you literally can work on the same song
0: mm-hmm. more or less well i'm not saying that i know what i'm talking about but i feel like you could technically work on the same song it just would be weird it's just not standard
1: oh you mean like just put out a better version of the same song yeah like why just, not they're like just like commits <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just have a Git history of your <laughs> on your on your itunes it's <laughs> yeah. all the same song <laughs>
0: You just committed like 60 yeah, times? With the first six letters of your shot 256 hash, yeah. That's so great. <laughs> it's wonderful.
1: Honestly, wow, i am a little inspired. I might try that. Like, I wonder if I can put out a better version of the same song.
0: If nothing, it's an interesting idea.
1: But yeah. it, there's probably nothing there. But I might, <laughs> I, you know, that's a remix. It might mean to be a better version, but it's a, okay. it's a, it's a different yeah. version.
0: Uh, honestly, that's probably true about most things. Like, most iterations are probably not, like, strictly better. They're just they're adding something new or taking something away. Yeah.
1: Art or Grimes, speaking of, (laughs) speaking of songs and remixes, she has two on her, on her latest album, uh, Miss Anthropocene, I think is what it's called. She,
0: (laughs) Miss Anthropocene. Does that mean like anti-earth? Like Anthropocene means like the earth. Yeah. So like a messed up earth. I don't we don't need to get into the metaphysics of her album. No, title. she's got
1: some crazy shit explanation and good whys for why <laughs> she does anything. But anyway, she has an art mix of a song and an algorithmic mix. And I swear to God, I don't know the difference. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I listen to both.
0: It's the same exact song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's just fucking with me. (laughs) She just titled them differently. No, I think there's a a little bit of nuance and like some pads in the background and maybe she built a music algorithm. I don't know the backstory. Like maybe she built a music algorithm that like plays chords or something on one of the mixes. Or maybe she has an algorithm that mixed the actual song and one of them's not mixed by an algorithm, like and it's mixed by like her own self or somebody else, like artfully, I guess. I don't know. But there's an art mix and there's an algorithm mix. So anyway, we're, div- we're digressing. But I think that that's a funny.
0: That is funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think that's a funny story. Um anyway, I, yeah. hope, I hope it's just the same song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Posted twice just to fuck with people. No, honestly, shout out to Grimes for that, if that's the case. Shout out to Grimes anyway. Grimes I've never heard sick. any of her songs. Grimes is sick, bro we're gonna turn up to Grimes after this. Okay, deal. Deal. <laughs> All
0: right. Next principle is to have clear end states. So like for a specific project or a specific task, word it in a way that you know exactly when it's done. Um, so that you avoid something called scope creep, which is when you start working something, where you start working on something and then you have an idea for a, a way you can make it better and then a way you can make it better. and it just becomes this never-ending um, improvement cycle where you never actually finish it because the thing you're trying to finish is continuing to evolve.
1: That's that's like incrementalizing
0: your to- do's more or less so that
1: they can be to- do's.
0: Exactly. Okay. So um,
1: so you can like check them off.
0: Yeah. And prioritizing them in a way that optimizes you to actually finish it. And the value in having clear end states is that you can measure progress towards the end state totally much easier because, you know, you can, you can see if you're getting closer and closer is a definable thing because there is an end state. If you don't have an end state, you can't get closer because you don't really even really know what it is you're making.
1: Right. Right. We ran into this issue last week with our personal to do's with living every now where Mm -hmm. we kind of made rules that, or at least I did. I don't even remember if you did, but we made to do's that weren't sort of explicitly cross cross Mm offable or check offable. And we quickly uh, adapted this week. We have very clear like word counts for the kind of work we want to do, et cetera.
0: It just makes it easier to make progress. Totally. And again, this can work on the micro level or the macro level. A micro level is a task that is super defined. You check it off when you're done. The the macro level allows you to have very clear goals for a week or a day or mm-hmm. a 13-week period or whatever your system of, of calendar management is. It If you know what you're trying to do at different time horizons, those can be much more easily broken down into those individual tasks nice because if you know where you want to be in 13 weeks you can you can work backwards and figure out what i should be doing today but if you don't know where you want to be in 13 weeks it's a lot more ambiguous what you should be doing today nice so yeah clear end states know where you want to be and when you want to be there
1: right yeah Oh, uh, one of the things I keep asking—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm in the middle of job hunting for contacts, and, and I'm interviewing in a lot of places. One of the things I ask every single person is, "What are the biggest challenges that design faces over, or product team, or whatever I'm going to be a part of faces over the next six months? Um, what are our goals, and then how do we define success? Because defining the success is the really important part of my aptness to achieve it." Mm-hmm. So just like you're saying, it's yeah. If you know what success looks, if you know
0: what success looks like, yeah, you can get there. Like having a clear plan of action uh-huh. means I can pursue it. It's funny how much of this comes down to simple communication, but it's like <laughs> communicating so with yourself. Like yeah. in, in a team, it's really easy because. You just have to tell people what it is you're trying to do. And then most of the time they'll be autonomous and responsible enough to go do it. Mm-hmm. So your job as a manager is just communicating the vision well, mm-hmm. but for yourself, you kind of have to communicate the vision to yourself or else you don't even know that there's not a vision. Like, you kind of just get lost in the day-to-day stuff and you're just doing life, but you don't even realize that you're not going anywhere. You're just, you're, waking up and going to bed and like your life can be completely enjoyable, but right. you're not actually going anywhere. Wow, that's important. Yeah. That's an important Communicate with then. yourself. Yeah. Ask yourself questions. Yeah. Every episode is either about intention or asking yourself questions and I hate it. We we should rename the podcast to intention and ask yourself questions. Yeah, intentional questions. Know <laughs> knowing your why. It's <laughs> crazy. All right, so the last principle I have written down is um how do I say it? So make time for what's important. Um and this is super vague, but it it ties back into the fact that you know, actually working and getting stuff done doesn't take that much time. Um, Like you were saying, like the four-hour work week, the reason it's so popular is because it, it doesn't actually take that much to be effective. You just have to prioritize it. And for me, I just have to keep in mind what's important in my life, the things I actually care about, and then make time for those. And then if something doesn't fit, whatever. At least I know I'm getting the important things done. Right.
1: Yeah. No, totally. And that that goes back to you saying no more and, and Mm -hmm. Parkinson's law you touched on a little bit. And, and the fact in perfect days we've talked about. Have we explained Parkinson's law? Yeah, I think I've explained it before, but basically Parkinson's law is you, we, or we will stretch the task, the task we have in the allotted time we will fill. So if, <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we have four hours to do something, we're going to take all four hours to do it. And if we have okay. one hour to do it, we're much more likely, like there's obviously a limit to literally how fast you can work, but you, you want to be closer to that physical limit of how fast your hand can move versus, you know, just bl- kind of unintentionally throwing so time at it. So don't give yourself
0: wall. extra time for tasks?
1: Yeah. Like I try to, I try to cut down as much time as I think I possibly can. And I, you know, when you play that game, you do run into, um, issues where sometimes you like, don't do it as quick as you thought you could. Um, but for the most part, especially in my day job, I'm, I can be much quicker than I thought I could have been.
0: Definitely. If you just sit down and like actually start doing the work, you realize that Sitting down and starting is the hard part and yeah. not actually doing the work. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, like, look around. I'm like, what is everybody
1: else doing for eight hours a day? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> they're all doing the same shit. Yeah. Just,
0: everyone's just goofing off.
1: <laughs> like, we're wasting so much time. We really do. Yeah. And yeah. we only have
0: 80,000 hours, so. We only, yeah. <laughs> Go listen to that episode. So those are the principles I have. And I want to talk a little bit about other models for thinking about productivity and... Um, relating those back to, to those. So have you ever heard of the Eisenhower Matrix? I have, but uh, re-illuminate. Okay. So I've never actually used it, and I think it's a little bit silly, um, but it's super popular in the business the businessy realm. It's when you divide up your tasks into one of four quadrants, and the quadrants are a combination of either important, not important, and urgent, not urgent. And okay. then his matrix basically tells you if it's important and urgent, you should do it right now. If it's not important and not urgent, you should not do it at all. If it's important but not urgent, you should schedule it for later. And then if it's urgent but not important, you should uh, delegate it.
1: Urgent but not important,
0: mm-hmm. delegate it. Yeah. Ah, that's a so it's
1: a prioritization hack
0: it's it. it's by that dude with the big forehead we love him we love him i yeah, mean sh- 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 if s- that's even his real name yeah mr eisenhower <laughs> quote unquote, <laughs> quote unquote <on> eisenhower <laughs> whatever um it's an inside joke and i i think it's also related to the spectrum of something being easy versus important um and i fall into the trap very often of being busy on easy tasks that don't actually do anything. So the Mm. CSS for me is kind of one of those things. Like Mm -hmm. it's fun to kind of play around with the CSS. But on the flip side, I also fall into the trap of simply just not recognizing what's important. And I'll do things that are difficult to do and like hard, I'll work on hard things, but they're just not pushing me in the direction that actually matters. They're not helping me ship the product. So for an example, a few days ago, I spent like, four hours writing a component for my blog website that was basically a really fancy captcha okay. like when you when you sign up to like subscribe to the email form or whatever instead of having a boring old regular captcha i like made it a joke where you have to like <laughs> it, it gives you a random word and then you have to write a joke using that word or you could just put the word in the box uh-huh. um and i because i was like oh this will be fun it'll be interactive i can like you know, have a little bit of discourse with these people who are subscribing. Yeah. And it was like a fun, interesting idea. And it was an interesting challenge to implement in code, but I still only have two essays on my blog and they're (laughs) terrible. (laughs) So no one subscribes. No one's subscribing (laughs) to my fucking terrible blog. So I don't know. It's just a misalignment of what actually matters.
1: Yeah. That's, that's important, man. I think that, I think that, uh, you identifying that though is good progress for you to make better decisions in the future. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I think I think what you the at least if you follow your rules, you I think you'll get there though. Are are you are you gonna use something like the Eisenhower matrix to help you prioritize?
0: I don't know. I haven't thought that, that through very well. I don't have anyone to delegate tasks to. <laughs> Which fair enough. So um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of that probably just handles itself if you are just more intentional and plan things out more in advance. If you have clear end states, the there really is no such thing as an urgent task because I'm working alone mm-hmm. um, most of the time. Maybe maybe in living every now there's urgent tasks, but I can delegate those to you. So <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Um. I, I was gonna say something. I forgot. Just I feel like in uh in a more practical sense, like working in like in working for somebody and you have a lot of tasks that that Eisenhower matrix really can help prioritize genuinely. I think that I think that uh like I could use that at my current job. Okay. Really relevantly. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm glad. Yeah. Do you have any other tools to help prioritize?
0: not really <laughs> I probably should but I, I guess just relating it back to a higher a higher goal a higher vision so if you're trying to prioritize tasks for today um, try to relate them to your goals for the week or if you're trying to figure out what you should do this week relate it back to what you're trying to do this year um, so just think one level up what would your boss's boss want is the advice? that they give on a lot of business. Like if you don't know what to do or you're trying to make a decision, don't do what your boss wants to do. Do what your boss's boss wants to do because it's like commander's vision, commander's intent. What are we actually trying to do as a company? Right. Um, so yeah, so think, think higher level. I can't think of anymore. I had something
1: so good to say. I'm so frustrated that it's off my tongue at the moment. That's
0: hugely bumming. That's, (laughs) um, I think that I can, this principle of, kind of doing the the easy things, the busy the busy work instead of being productive shows up in a lot of areas of our life and not just in productivity. It's uh-huh. kind of like a common human theme to take the easy route. This is what I wanted to say. That's what I thought you were going to say. Thank Go ahead you. and say it.
1: Okay, so implementing first things first okay. has been extremely helpful for this for me. Okay. So it helps me by the rule, Okay, the, so the premise of first things first is you take the hardest task or the task that you know is going to... If I only did one task today, this is the thing that matters that I get done. And you take that task. It's usually the hardest one. It's usually the one that ha- creates the most impact and value. And you set that up your, your first task of the day. So whenever you sit down to work... You know, it doesn't matter before that. Like you, you do your morning shower or your routine, whatever. Go on your walk, do your run, do your exercise. But whenever you sit down to work, and you start working, you do nothing else besides start that task and get it done. And and that way, the rest of the day, there's no. The principle is is meant to help clear um, sort of the um, weight of an unfinished task from your brain. It's meant to clear that. And so that you can focus more and, and have less brain bog, but it's been extremely helpful for me in what you're talking about and, and that principle clearing my like un, unfinished task, um, kind of weight on my chest or weight on my brain. Um, but what you were talking about was, you know, it helps me focus on the things that are really, really important first, and then I can kind of... <laughs> fuck off.
0: Like I can yeah. like fuck off the rest of the day, but more or less. So do you have um, a rule of thumb for deciding what's the first thing? So I, I do something, I don't know.
1: You, what did you call it? Commander's? Commander's intent. Commander's intent. So I have just learned from my own experience over the last two years at my current job about prioritizing. I, I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways um, that I've gotten from this job is because I'm, I'm constantly creating for various departments, various needs, various deadlines, various priorities. So I use a tool like Airtable. It doesn't matter the tool, but I use a tool like Airtable to take in all, every single request. I I have every request in one place. So that's a really good place to start. Then I can sort them by timeline and then I sort them by priority that the user suggests. And I say suggest because it's a suggestion. I I ultimately have to make the decision if this is based off of who's submitting, where it's coming from, what department it serves, and there's like a varying list of priorities depending on all those factors, where the priority sits in the totem pole today. And I use a Kanban chart to manage all of it, but I basically sort by priority and timeline. And if things are more pro- – like there's a higher priority, but – there's something that's due today also but it's a lower priority the thing that is higher priority has to be done before the thing that's just due today that's just one off and and that's solved through communication so communicating to the people that need those assets or need that request fulfilled that hey there's something that's higher priority i have to work on this at the moment and i'll i'll be to your task as soon as i possibly can but, and then communicating the timeline to like when you think that will happen, um, but that's been a tough. That's been a tough learning curve. Like my takeaways from that are highly developed.
0: So, if you were going to apply the Eisenhower Matrix to that, do you think you could? trust people to self-categorize whether their tasks are urgent and important?
1: No, I actually can tell you based off data that they can't. Okay. And they, they have, like, that's why I told you it's a suggestion of their priority because okay. they, everybody thinks their their task is yeah. urgent. Well,
0: everyone sends email with the important flag y- exactly, on. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. So I have to then be the commander's intent or use commander's intent to understand what's driving our business and what's 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 affecting the bottom line at the end of the day. And this B2B communications email may not be driving the bottom line like a lot card redesign might. Mm-hmm. So I have to I have to prioritize those things myself at the end of the day. And that that comes from thinking about the business goals and like you said, what would my boss's boss think?
0: I think we should think about that principle a little bit more of for us. Yeah and just in general as a as a mental model of thinking one level above the level you're used to thinking about. That's, so not what you requests, yeah. not thinking about what they want, but what their bosses want. Right. I think that that's a good principle that we should apply a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I think that's it's 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 uh, interesting to kind of uncover things in in a place where I don't feel like I'm getting the most value per se mm-hmm. and seeing that they're really valuable. Obviously so, obviously like we're you, talking are about you it. Saying,
0: like, Lessons from work that you might not be completely inspired by. Exactly.
1: So I'm still getting lessons yeah. from there. Is my point, and then kind of taking those lessons and applying them to my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can kind of get value from anywhere as long as as long as you're learning.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely.
1: Pretty cool. Um, any so, what's your resolution for yourself? How are you gonna How are you gonna be more? Are, is this is this your truth? Like, is this going to help you? You think? How are you going to be more <laughs> <don't> productive <laughs> and less busy?
0: <laughs> I, I I hope I'll be more productive. I'm just bad at focusing on outcomes because I I just don't actually care about the outcomes. Like uh, I it, and I genuinely I'm just like an experience hunter. I, I just want to. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I, I just want to. I just want to do the things. That I don't care about actually publishing it, but okay. I know that, like, I, I just want to build like the components for my website, and I don't actually care if anyone reads the site. That's why I don't actually put effort into the the writing. That's but fair. I know that I should because that's how. That's how I grow. Those are the the hard things that I'm avoiding, and the fact that I know that I'm avoiding them means I definitely need to need to do them. Right. Um. So it's gonna be a learning process for me. I'm not expecting. This one episode talking about it to change my life completely, Mm -hmm. Um, but at least I'm getting there. I know that I need to be more generative and less busy.
1: I appreciate your transparency. I think that there's a lot of value in in learning from you, learning from you. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm getting value from it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this with me. Um, I'll do the where we can find us. Oh yeah, if well you, let if
0: me you, ask. Can I ask? Oh yeah, of course. Hey Jake, where can they find us online?
1: <laughs> they can find us at at Living Every Now on Twitter and Instagram, and we don't do Facebook, so don't look there. Um, <laughs> but you can go to our site LivingEveryNow and check out our thirty six and a half percent done um site. Right, thirty six and a half.
0: It's still thirty five and a half. We haven't done anything. Okay.
1: We haven't done anything. We need to focus on prioritizing uh, productive work instead of busy work. Well, I think
0: we actually do a decent job about that in Living Every Now because, like, the website is not productive work. Actually, we don't have anything on the website. Yeah. You can listen to the podcast there. Yeah, you can. podcast.livenEveryNow.com. Yeah. It's a secret site. There's no links to it yet. Wait, why would you tell them? (laughs) No, it's
1: okay. I'm (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we have our Discord in the link below and we're focused on. really taking an intentional approach to the community on discord so if you're interested and want to join that um please click the link we'd be happy to have you uh other than that thank you Will, of course beautiful episode thank you as well highly appreciative of your presence and we'll see you next time folks bye guys